My name is Daisha Clay. I'm the audio librarian here at Classical 91.7. While I'm a real librarian, I have a deep, dark secret. I know very little about classical music. I grew up listening to rock. And I know something about jazz. But when it comes to classical... But I really want to learn. So... Every week on this show, a classical music expert will give me a piece of classical music they think I should know, and then we'll discuss it. Come learn with me in the Classical Classroom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Classical Classroom. I'm Daisha Clay, and um, today we have a very special episode. Uh, Every once in a while, producer Todd and our program director, Sinjin Flynn, like to challenge my skills um, with regards to classical music to see if I'm actually absorbing any of the information that I'm learning well, or that and I, I'm talking about in classical Todd and classroom. I pay your tuition, so we want to make sure we're getting a return on our investment. I understand. It's cool. I mean, you could trust me, but <clears throat> whatever. I'm, I'm ready for your challenge. Uh, I don't, so what's happening today? I don't even know. Okay. What we have decided to do is to play you excerpts from music that you have talked about in episodes of the Classical Classroom. Okay. And what you have to do is identify the piece of music. Oh, no sweat. No sweat. I could totally do that. What you may not know, Desha, is that in a lot of the music conservatories Uh and schools, etc., they have these tests, this sort of test, they call them a drop-the-needle test, mm-hmm. um, as if you were you know, playing a track on a, uh, a piece of vinyl. Right. And you get to listen, uh. and then you have to identify. And, you know, the various questions about the piece of music, who the composer is, etc. So that's what we're going to do. And because our show is so, so conservatory-like. So that conservative. So <laughs> conservatious, whatever. We will give you, you know, you know we'll, we'll coax you through it and, uh, you know, give you some hints. Uh-huh. But we want to see how much you're learning, how much you're retaining. Okay. I feel like I'm going to get a better grade on this test than I did on our last one. I think our other quiz show was episode 28 um, and and I actually didn't do so hot on that. I think I got like a like a C plus or something. Yeah, I went home and wept. <laughs> I did too. Okay, all right, let's do this. I'm 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 ready to be tested. Okay, number one, I think this one should be fairly straightforward. Okay, here we go. All right. All right, all right. Okay, I think this is uh, Verdi, and it's some opera music. (laughs) Okay. Well, you got one right there. (laughs) It is indeed opera. Uh What language are they singing in? This seems like Italian. Correct. Okay. Now, we've heard twice the name of the female, lead female character in the opera. Did you catch that? I, I didn't. 
it's because it's in Italian and I don't speak Italian, so it's it's difficult for me to understand. <laughs> That's right. What's Dacia in Italian? <laughs> Mimi. Oh, Mimi. Yeah, see, that's still not helping me. Okay. That's still, no. Think back to yes. the episode of Classical Classroom when you might have heard yes. some opera. I'm drawing a complete blank. Okay, I'll give you a clue then. The Texas Tenors. Texas Tenors. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Nope. I got nothing. All right. I got nothing. It's an opera about a girl uh-huh. that dies of consumption. Okay, and Rent is based on it. <laughs> Correct. Okay, and it is, cannot yeah, think of the name. Yeah, right. I can't. Okay, it's painful. Just okay. tell me. La Boheme. No, Boheme. <sighs> I'm, I'm disappointed. I thought that one would be a fairly straightforward one for you. Yeah, well, it wasn't. You know what? I'm going to give you half a point. Oh. For identifying it as opera. (laughs) You're so generous. All right. Okay, all right. On to the next one. On to the next one. Yeah. that we did this one on. We'll talk about it. What instrument? Oh, my gosh. What instrument? Well, it's piano. Okay. Yeah. And... um, Does it sound very early? Does it sound very 21st century? Or does it sound somewhere in between? It's somewhere in between. And I'm remembering the guests sitting at the piano playing it Correct. while I was listening to it. Right. And... Do you want me to give you another hint? Yeah, I do. Your guest was a Brit. Oh! Clive Swansbourne. Correct. Holy crap. I'm drawing a total blank. This is going to be the worst episode ever. Give me a century. Uh, I'm going to go with... 19th. Correct. Yes. This is music of a very famous composer from the early Romantic period. Was it Schubert? Correct. I can't remember the name of the piece. Remember these short piano yes. pieces? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they were pieces that were really popular a lot of people were were sort of creating these sorts of pieces at the time and Schubert what what Clive was talking about was the fact that Schubert you know took this kind of music and sort of took it to the next level I can't remember what the kind of music was called then <laughs> well this is a Schubert impromptu impromptu yeah. this is the impromptu in G flat major okay 
Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I can't give you anything there. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. Oh, I'll give you half. Okay. Golly. All right. On to the next. This is from the episode that we did with um, Valerie Hartzell. Correct. And she talked about she talked about a guy who uh, he was a composer, twentieth century guy. What nationality was he? I want to say he was Spanish. Okay. Um, and his name was Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> Insert generic Spanish name here. <laughs> um, mm. I can't remember his name. The title of the piece is Recuerdos. Uh-huh. Remember. By? By this incredibly famous guy. Whose first name was Francisco? No, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll spare you the agony. Francisco Tarrega. Ah. Uh. <sighs> okay. Okay. That, that's a All right. bi- that's that's a big fat zero. This is I've got to do better. Yeah, I mean, this have. is yeah. this is like embarrassing. Okay. This next one. Uh-huh. If, if you don't get this, I'm going to shoot you. Okay. I may be dead for the rest of this episode. Oh, oh. Ravel's Bolero. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did this episode with uh, Howard Pollock. And I remember thinking, this is the most repetitive piece of music I've ever heard in my life. And he showed me how different it was throughout, how it built, how it changed. And I remember my favorite thing about learning about this piece of music was that he um, he talked about, you know, specifically the instrumentation. And he was talking about how... Ravel uh, wanted to get these certain sounds, and so he blended the sounds of several different instruments at the same time to achieve these new sorts of sounds. I thought that was really cool. And the other cool thing is that it might have been written in Houston. That's right. That's right. While Ravel was vacationing (laughs) in Houston. (laughs) I don't know what he was doing here. He was at Rice University. Oh. All right. Okay, all right. Okay. All right. I got well, one. Well, that is, yes, correct. Well done. So, that's we've got two points at two the points. moment. Two points. Okay. Two points. Out of a possible four. Okay. All right. <laughs> Next piece. Oh, <laughs> the Magnificat. <gasps> yes, magnificent. By whom? Um, 
Hold on. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait, I have to pretend like you're not here so I can't look at your judgy face. It's, um... Oh my god. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Alright, let's let's kind of think about it logically. Okay. What, what period are we talking about this, here? This is early. This is quite early. Pre-Beethoven, yes? Uh-huh. Um, Pre-Mozart. Uh, just mm -hmm. pre... Yeah. Just prior to them. So what period of music do we call that? Uh, it's not early music. It is early music? It is early music, yes. Oh. Do you want me to give you the first letter? Begins with B. Okay. So not Brahms. No, we're talking about the period of music, not the composer. Oh, I thought you point. were. So, but in fact, both begin with B. <laughs> it's the Baroque. Oh, the Baroque era. Or as they say in Britain... Baroque. Baroque? Mm -hmm. So it's the Baroque. It's, uh, oh, Bach. Which one? Uh, Johann Sebastian. Correct. <sighs> Yay. You know what? I'll give you a, I'll give you a full point for oh, that. That's so nice of you. I know. Thank you. All right. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. The next one. I, I, feel, I feel good about this. I feel like this is going, going to be my question. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Sinjin's dancing skills. Okay. Is this, is this from Holst Planets? No. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me a century. Does this sound like Mozart? No. No. Does no. it sound like Beethoven? No. Okay. It sounds like more contemporary than that. 20th century? Yes. Okay. I, I have no clue. Let me give you a hint. What sort of work do you think it's from? What sort of work? Mm-hmm. A symphony. Correct. Yes. 20th century symphony. composer of symphonies. I got nothing. You got, I got nothing? I got nothing. Okay. Let me tell you, your guest was James Gaffigan. Conductor James Conductor Gaffigan. Conductor James Gaffigan. Um, okay. I got no clue. No? No. Okay. Nothing. Shostakovich. That was the uh, from the Fifth Symphony. I'm hanging my head in shame. I know. No, right no points there. No, no points. Okay. Deisha, this is zero point. This is abysmal. Yeah, well, let's see. If you can't get this next one... <laughs> then you're just going to spend the rest of the episode pointing and laughing at me? Right. Okay. So basically it'll be like every other day. Oh, um, now this is Bach. Which one? 
Johann Sebastian. Okay, correct. And these were it's a two part. Mm-hmm. Two part something. I can't remember the the last part, but these were like uh, things he originally wrote as exercises for his nine million children. Correct. Two part. Think two about part. your guest. Who was the guest? Uh, Simona Dinerstein. Okay, Simona Dinerstein. Uh huh. And this coincided with the the release of her latest CD. Mm-hmm. Titled. Yes, it did. Inventions box two part inventions. You got it. Inventions <laughs> and symphonias. There we okay. go. Good. All right. We'll okay. give you. We'll give you. Un point. Okay. All right. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Next. Okay. This is a slight departure. All right. From what has preceded. Okay. <laughs> this is. Uh, I believe this is Beethoven, <laughs> fronted by Robert Plant. <laughs> this is Led Zeppelin. Okay. <laughs> and when when did you uh, investigate Led Zeppelin in a classical classroom? I and can't with remember. whom? We were we were talking about. It was when we were talking to Simona Dinerstein about counterpoint. And this was an example that we used for the rock and roll people out there. She was illustrating the Bach inventions, yeah. two-part inventions, where you've got you've got yeah, yeah. two melodic lines going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. I I can give you a full point for that one. Yes. So let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Five out of eight so far. All right. And it's about to get. Tricky. Oh, just now? <laughs> you thought the preceding was tough. I should just leave and let you talk about the music for the rest of this. All right. Oh, was this Goliath? Correct. Well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Craig Hauschild and I talked about this. Golihoff. First name? Bob? No, I don't know. <laughs> Osvaldo. Oh, yeah, okay. Nationality? Um, was he Spanish? No. No? Hmm. What you meant or was, is, is he Spanish? He's Spanish, right, that's right. He is he's still a... very much alive. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Because I remember... Well, if he's not Spanish, where else in the world might he come from? Well, his music was sort of commenting on a lot of stuff that was going on in the Middle East. Um, Nope. South America? (laughs) That's a continent. It's It's below North America. I have heard tell of this place. Um, no, I don't no know. Argentina. Argentina. I almost said Argentina. <laughs> well, you should have said it. I think that uh, particular excerpt was from Air. Oh, yeah, that's right. Air. Okay. All right. All right. No point. No, I've, I get at least half a point. Oh, I, no, no, I yeah. Said, you, you, I said, said you said composer. Composer. Correct. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. I am. I stand corrected. Yes. All right. Next excerpt. Yes. 
This is a trick question. We've never had this piece of music on the classical classroom before. <laughs> Correct. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, think about instrumentation. Oh, oh. Um, okay. What instruments can you hear here? Uh, the cello and piano. Cello and piano. Yeah, and I spoke uh, about this with Norman Fisher. Um, Norman Fisher of the Fisher duo. That's correct. And it's Beethoven. Correct. Um, and he he wrote a, a bunch of pieces for a bunch of pieces. A bunch of pieces for just cello and and piano. Um, and then the Fishers have a whole. And what do you call that type of composition where you have a solo instrument with piano? Sometimes it's just a solo instrument. Sometimes it's an instrument with piano. Chamber music. Right. Yeah. But in terms of form. In terms of form. For example, if you a concerto is uh -huh. a solo instrument and an orchestra. Okay. Okay. A symphony is orchestra, orchestral yeah. work. Uh -huh. Okay. If you have a an instrument with piano. Mm-hmm. As in what we just heard. Mm -hmm. What do you call that? This is a cello... Sonata? Correct! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't know almost 90% of what you just told me. Okay. I did not know what Well, I can see uh, episodes of Classical Classroom in the future. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, take note, Todd. Full point. Yes. Okay, you got Beethoven, and you got the you got the right instruments. Yeah. And you remember the episode. Uh huh. Okay. I did. Cello sonata. Cello sonata. All right. Okay. Let's move on. All right. Oh, I got this one. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Can't wait. To I'm just gonna this. let it play for a second because I like it. This right. is uh, Igor Stravinsky's The Rite of Spring. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Well done. What is it that you remember, that made you remember this? What is it about the music? Oh, I just love that piece of music. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. I listen to it sometimes. Because it, I mean, it has such a great story, you know, its, uh, it's premiere and how it was just it caused sort of a riot its first night out. And then... Where did it, it premiere? Oh, man. That is a good question. Was it um, was it in France that it premiered? Yeah, Paris. And and yeah, the the crowds just the like the the sound was so um, jarring to them. It was like nothing they'd ever heard before, and it kind of sent them into a frenzy. There was bloodletting. It was it was a really bad scene, and the critics panned it. And then I think it was even just like a year later. Everybody was like, "This is the best piece of music ever," right. and he became. It marked very... a sea change in yeah in art music. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's awesome. Well done, good. So we can give you a. Uh, do you remember who you discussed the writer spring with? Oh my gosh, Anna Maria Otamendi. Anna Maria Otamendi. That's right. There she was so cool. I really like talking to her. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, you're on a roll. So let's go on to the next piece. Feeling good. Feeling strong.
Holst. I'm just gonna guess that for every piece that I'm not sure about. I need a clue. Okay. Can I um, use my lifeline? <laughs> what what sort of music does it sound like? Uh, this sounds like um, kind of a tone poem. Um, like it's 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 sort of like a, a, a nature scene. Clearly, that's happening. You can hear the birds and the. So it's it's telling a story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not actually a tone poem, but other types of writing where you are. Telling a story for the stage. A ballet? Correct. Oh. Actually, I have to admit, this is, a, this is a tough excerpt to use of all the excerpts that you could have used. Yeah, let's hear, hear another uh, clip. Yeah, let's hear another clip. That... Mm. Oh, okay. This is um, from the Nutcracker Suite. Correct. By uh, Tchaikovsky. Okay, I think we'll give you we'll give you that one. Okay. All right, on to the next. Harpsichord. Okay, that should give you a strong clue. What period of music are we talking about? Early music. Okay. Can you be more specific? It begins with a B. Baroque. Baroque. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Or as I'd like to say, Baroque. Baroque. <laughs> it was from the Barack Obama period of music. Oh, man. Well, let's start naming some Baroque composers. Bach. Which one? Johann. It's not Bach, but <laughs> you, <laughs> say, you, you say Bach, <laughs> and that's half the composers of the Baroque were named Bach. Uh, Bach, okay. Who else? Who else composed during the Baroque period? Some other Baroque dudes? Um, I don't know. Okay, well, think about big pieces of music. It's, it's. <laughs> Bolero. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It's from the the Hallelujah chorus. It's from the Hallelujah chorus. Yeah, it is the Hallelujah chorus. It is the Hallelujah chorus from. From um, I hate this. I hate this piece of music right now. I'll give you a clue. Uh -huh. It was uh -huh. Robert Simpson that you were talking to about this. Oh yes. From the Houston Chamber Choir. That's right. The Hallelujah Chorus. I just when talked do, when about do you this. hear this? I just talked about this at Christmas time. Mm hmm. Here at Christmas time. And everybody stands up and they do the. It was actually written uh -huh. for Easter, not for Christmas. Oh. Oh my God. So if it was written for Easter, yeah. who might it be about? Uh, um, probably Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And Jesus was. A cool guy. Okay, and he was known as the... 
Messiah handles uh, Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually surprised she was able to make that <laughs> that connection. Okay, yes, handles Messiah. Well, it's like one of those things that you hear in combination, like Ravel's Bolero. You know, handles Messiah. You yes. Know? Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you half a mark. That's being generous. All right. Okay. And the next. All right. Oh, I know this one. This is such a cool piece of music. This is called... This is from the Baroque? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Fnug by Oystein Bodsvik. Okay. And what's going on? <laughs> what's going on in Fnug? He's... um. He's doing the thing where you uh, you sing while you're uh, vibrating drinking your, a glass your of lips. water. <laughs> <laughs> vibrating your lips on the mouthpiece, like you're singing through it. Uh, I can't remember what that's called. Through the tuba. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was pretty easy. Yeah. That was pretty easy, but but well done. Thank you. Yeah, you need all the points you can I get. I really do. Yeah. I really do. All right. Okay. And the next. Holst. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it's uh, the Imperial March from Star Wars. <laughs> right. This yes. is from Mars. Uh, right? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So, talk about this movement from the planets. Oh, with John Williams who wrote the uh, music for Star Wars. Did not write the planets. But he loved it. He loved and it. And he, he took a lot from it. We talked a, a lot in that episode um, with Joshua Zinn uh, about uh, how and why John Williams loved this music so much. And it was because Holst was writing this cinematic music before there was really cinema to write music for. I mean, there was there were movies that were happening at the time, but not not cinema in the way that we know it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and yet he composed this so- song cycle. These like you know this this whole uh, story in music. It's not a the song planet. cycle. Well, sweet, sweet, whatever. God, see you, classical music people, <laughs> and your terms. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, it is literally a, it's it's a cycle. Of songs, it's like a set of songs, um, but it but it all tells a story. It's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Well done. Thanks. All right. Let's do the next one then. All right. Uh, this might be your last one, so let's go out with a bang. Whew, okay. And not the bang of me shooting you. This is, um... (laughs) Rock you like a hurricane. (laughs) That was from our our Rachel Barton Pine episode. And she was talking about... It was was a violin solo that a lot of guitarists have have drawn on. Well, the first part of of that excerpt there... Uh 
What did you hear? You heard violin、mm-hmm. and.、Mm. Other stringed instruments. Yeah, sometimes called an orchestra. Oh, an orchestra. Right, violin and orchestra. So、uh-huh. you've got a solo instrument、yeah. and an orchestra.、Uh-huh. So、Is、what might. Is that concerto? Well I just, done. I learned that today, you guys. <laughs> I learned that today. Yeah. So, violin concerto、uh-huh. by. I don't know. He's a biggie. He's a biggie. He is. German composer? Strauss. Is it Strauss? Mm mm. God. Bless America. I don't know. <laughs> I remember everything about us talking about it. And, and. I don't know. I'll give you a clue. Okay, give me a clue. His last name begins with the letter B. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, all right. all right. Brahms. Brahms. God love us. Brahms. So we had Brahms, Scorpions, and Van Halen there. That's right. Rachel Barton Pine. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think half. I think, okay, okay. I think half. That's thanks. All right. And、okay. we, so let's,、uh, let's do the tally. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Oh, this is、half. terrible. I think this may actually be worse than、this、last time. This is worse than I did the time before. Hands down. Worse. But when you think, when you hear the music、uh-huh. and, and you can't, it, you know, I mean, obviously with some of them, you know, you got it straight off the bat because、mm. it had made an impression on you. Yeah. When it doesn't,、uh-huh. think about it. You know, okay, w- what am I hearing? What,、mm. what instruments am I hearing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm hearing a solo instrument with an orchestra, it might be a concerto. If、mm-hmm. I'm hearing a solo instrument and a piano, or a piano and, and a cello, for example,、mm-hmm. it might be a sonata. Yeah. And if I'm hearing harpsichord, we're probably talking about somebody from the Baroque. A long ass time you know. ago. And that way you can. You know, begin to narrow、yeah. down your choices. Yeah. See, now, to be fair, I, am, I often don't even know the names of songs by my favorite bands. So this, this, was, this was a real challenge for me. I mean, you could literally pay, play me some songs from Arcade Fires, The Suburbs, and I might not be able to tell you what that song is called, even、really? though I've listened to it like 20,000 times. Yeah. I mean, I could name、yeah. every song on that album. I just don't. I mean, I, it's like track three, you know, like that's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sinjin. Well, thank you for、um, humiliating me today. I, I didn't humiliate you. I, you humiliated I, yourself. <laughs> <Okay> . oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, that's it. I, ne- I need a drink now. All right, everybody.、Um, <clears throat> well, thank you, I think. For listening to this episode of Classical Classroom. I hope you took the quiz along with me.、Uh, I'd love to see your test results, so send them to me at dclay at houstonpublicmedia.org. I'm sure you all did better than I did. For more Classical Classroom, go to houstonpublicmedia.org backslash classroom. You can go to our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com backslash classical classroom. You can listen to us on the NPR podcast page, subscribe on iTunes, or listen to us on Stitcher Radio. Wherever you listen, make sure to rate and review us. Thanks today to audio producer Todd Testmaster Holslander, to program director Sinjin Flynn for not shooting me. 
to me for doing less than terrible on the quiz and to you for listening. We'll catch you next time.